Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I want to thank those of you that are visiting the show for the very first time. You are in for a fantastic treat today. I promise you, your hour invested this morning will have great returns as the content that will be shared by my two spectacular guests are going to thrill you as you listen to the program. We'll get into those guests in a second. And for those of you that are visiting the show yet again, I want to thank you for your continuing support. It means a lot to me that you are sharing the recordings with your friends, your families, your colleagues, and those that like you and those that don't like you. (laughs) You are providing them value by helping them understand that there's a great show happening here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., whether it's airing live and you're catching it that way or on the replay, you are now entering your hour of Thrive Time. And it is going to be yet today another reason why, another great reason why you have come back. By the Speaking about coming back, if you've not had a chance to check out the show site, then I encourage you to go to the thejmamietalkshow.com, thejmamietalkshow.com. There you will have an opportunity to listen to all of our prior episodes. We've got uh, 56 episodes that each of them are are designed to knock your socks off in areas of thriving that you are seeking and not only are looking to have um, a better experience in your in your thriving journey but today we're going to hear from two individuals that really epitomize thriving Shelly Paxton is our featured guest today she is the chief soul officer of sabbatical in fact she's the author of sabbatical a corporate rebels guide to living your best life i'm thrilled to hear what she's got to say that book by the way is forbes number one book to read in 2021 and we're going to find out why when we speak to shelly paxton in a few and then following her will be someone that i'm very impressed by she's making headway in what i call the credit crusade helping people understand the importance of credit And that's a conversation and sometimes we just don't hear enough of. But certainly if you're going to thrive financially, which has a lot of uh, rippling effects in in the rest of your life, if you're thriving financially, then credit is one of those things that you need to make sure that you have not only operating at the best capacity, but if it needs repairing, how to repair it. So we've got joining us today, Brittany Green, the founder and CEO of Crown Financial and the author of A to Z Credit. She'll be with us a little bit later on in the show to help us understand how to get our credit up to par and make sure that we are not only operating with financial wisdom, but we are also being literate about it as well. So we've got a fantastic show. By the way, coming up here in the area of Dallas-Fort Worth, if you are uh, in this area, I want you to know that we've got some events coming up that are going to help you thrive in a number of different areas. The first one is coming up September 24th in Fort Worth. We've got yet another tour stop of the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop. We just had one a few weeks ago and it was an absolute sellout event. It was fantastic. The, the attendees learned a lot about how to take their selling skills to the next level, that mastery level, where we're going to have the next event on September 24th uh, from 9.30 to 1.30 and that's going to be in Fort Worth. You can find out more details about that event at survive2thriveguide.com forward slash events. You'll pick up all the details there. 
And coming up on September 14th, Lance Taylor and the Taylor team, the DFW Taylor team, is partnering up with Thanksgiving's Heroes as part of a charity golf tournament in order to help feed more families this this upcoming Thanksgiving. Last week, they had a great event. They helped feed 500 families this year. They're looking to feed 1,000. They need your support. That event will help feed those on Thanksgiving week. That event will be at the Canyon Creek Country Club. You can go to my website, thejmamietalkshow.com, for all the details about how to participate in that charity golf event. And releasing in September, folks, I've mentioned this many, many times, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course from Novice to Ninja. That course, which many of you have reached out to me asking me, when is it going to be released? When is it going to be released? When can we start subscribing? That now will be available in the first week of September. I will officially make the announcement with all the details and our following show next Sunday, all the details will be available there. So we've got a lot happening here in the J. Mamie Talk Show, all thrive-minded content for you to experience that wonderful experience and joy of being successful in whatever pursuit that you are involved in. I want to share with you though, before we dive into our guest, what I feel is something that for most people becomes something that is critical to their ability to thrive. And that's something that I call the power of MBS, MBS, mind, body, and soul. You see, any scientist, any mathematician, any doctor, any engineer will always confirm that a well-tested and verified formula is critical to solving any problem or creating something completely, totally new. Likewise, you have award-winning chefs. They speak of their special recipes, right? What I call them food formulas. And that's what they attribute their culinary popularity to. Well, the same thing can be said about formulas that can make or break you. The challenge is that creating a predictable formula that yields that same success results can be elusive, especially for those that are in hot pursuit of them. However, there is one time-tested common sense formula that has proven to be incredibly effective in yielding the same winning results in whatever it's applied to. This is what I've called the mind, body, soul formula or the MBS. The effective power of MBS can radically change any outcome when applied, here's the key, consistently. You see, the challenge is that many people never apply the formula completely with all three components. So they fall short of creating the greatest possible outcome. Let, let me explain to you this to this uh, let me explain this to you rather briefly and why each component is so important. If you desire something worthwhile, then you must first begin to change the way you think about it, not only esoterically but academically as well. For example, if your goal is to meet that perfect mate, then not only should you begin envisioning who that person is, But you have to begin working on yourself as well. What quirks about you do you need to improve? What will make you more appealing? If you're looking to earn a promotion on your job, then not only should you begin to take on the personality or the character of someone who is already in that position, the position you desire, but also to begin working on developing those new job skills that are required for that position. Let's talk about the mind. The mind aspect of the MBS formula is the most important to begin with because it is where all belief is birthed. As the saying goes, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it will achieve. Let's talk about the body. The body component of the formula is, in my opinion, the easiest to implement, yet it's the one that most people struggle with. 
This is basically stating that you must be physically present if anything is going to work. In other words, you must show up. You've got to show up. You've got to be physically present. You've got to learn how to get out of your lazy zone and get moving. You have to show up to the job, to the office, to the gym, to the school, and so on. Your your mind can believe all it wants to, but if your body isn't there to do the physical work, then it's a waste of time. If you were to examine high achievers, you would find that they keep on showing up way more than others do, and they tend to get there early and they stay late. Isn't that true? They are fanatical about being present and ready to engage in opportunities. Are you that engaged? Are you that present and taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves? Well, you've got to be there in order to do that. The last thing I want to talk about is the soul. The soul rounds out this timeless formula. If your heart isn't in it, then you will still fall short whether your mind is aligned and your body is present, period. Imagine a relationship where two people are like-minded and always present each other, but neither one is on fire for each other. So they're always present, but they're not on fire for each other. They're hard to lukewarm. And after a while, it's just going through the motions. When your soul is engaged, you're truly all in and you sell out to the cause. No one will talk you out of what you're doing because you are committed deep down inside. Does that make sense? When examining the effective power of MBS, you do not need to look any further than your own endeavors and pursuits. If there is an area lacking, then you may you may very well be that you have not yet applied the MBS formula to it. If you have an area that is lacking, then here's the bottom line. You have an applied MBS. And now it's maybe time that you do. Folks, we're just getting started. I'm excited about today's show. I'm excited about every show, but I'm really super fired up about today as we bring on our next two guests. And we're going to do that right after the break. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. 71% of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand and that led them to feeling disconnected at work. Well, that's probably because according to the talent equation, companies spend more money on coffee than training annually. I'm Andy Steery, owner of Impact Training. We specialize in helping your company create meaningful training content based on the nine impact pillars of training. Reach out at impactctc.com and let's find what your company needs to elevate your training program to the next level. I can't make any promises about your coffee though. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Before I started taking balance of nature, I was really a huge procrastinator and I would sleep in as much as I possibly could. And since I started taking it, I've noticed a huge improvement in about every aspect of my life. I've noticed that my hair has been growing longer. My nails are longer than they've ever been. I feel better than I felt since I was in my 20s. I am more productive. I am more motivated now than I have ever been. And I'm older than I've ever been. So I think that that's a huge improvement. I really love balance of nature and I recommend Welcome back to Thrive Time. 
Get a wide Welcome variety to- of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DALLAS. K-L-I-F. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, I'm excited about our guest, Shelly Paxton. I mentioned earlier on in the show that Shelly is the chief soul officer, and I love that, the chief soul officer of sabbatical. She's the author of sabbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Living Your Best Life. And, and by the way, it's Forbes' number one book to read in 2021. Shelly's been featured on so many talk shows and so many uh, programs that I, it's, it's too long to mention here, but I can promise you that the woman is seasoned in not only what she has to say, but she's a hit. And I'm happy to have her on the show today. So, Shelly, thank you for being on the show. Oh, Jay, it's amazing to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Shelly, before we dive into everything that we're going to cover to help our audience thrive, I'd like for you to share a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so honored. And yes, thrive. One of my favorite words in mm-hmm. an intersection that you and I have. Mm-hmm. So this just lights me up. <laughs> so the short version of my story, obviously the long, the long version is in the book that you just described. And the mm-hmm. short version is... I'm a woman who had an incredible career in the corporate world. I spent 26 years in advertising and marketing, stewarding some of the world's most iconic brands, most recently Harley Davidson. And when I was at Harley, I started to really feel like, wow, I've climbed this mountain and I've achieved traditional success, right? All of those boxes that society tells us to tick with the sexy brands and the big paychecks and the, you know, the, the big titles and the global travel and all the things. And yet I felt really empty on the inside. And I started to really wonder, I was 46 years old at the time. And I was like, wow, I've spent 26 years in this industry, you know, striving for the top of the mountain. And is this all there is? And I had a wake-up call at the time. It's actually where I start the book. This nightmare started ripping me out of my sleep and really forcing me to face my truth and what was important to me and made me realize that what I was doing was living my dad's dream, not Mm. my dream. I wasn't Mm. living my truth. So in that moment... Um, And over the course of the next six months, I left about five years ago now, I made the decision to leave the sexiest job in marketing and become chief soul officer of my own life. And as you said, I went on this journey called Soulbatical that's since become my life, my mission, my movement, a book and a podcast and so much more. You know, one of the things you said that's that's so key is that you were living somebody else's dream, or at least it felt that way. And boy, I tell you, there's so many that are not only living someone else's dream, but they're just, they're not even dreaming, they're asleep, (laughs) right? They're just, there's no dream activity at all. But for those that are living somebody else's dream, it becomes very difficult to step out of it and, and follow their own. You went from a predictable, successful, stable career right uh, to to the journey of the unknown which is something that most never do to the un- unpredictability of of really walking your own path what did you ultimately decide was going to be the main reason uh that you were going to follow your dreams 
and not walk in someone else's? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, two things that I'll say, Jay. One is, I don't know if anybody listening is a fan of Bronnie Ware or is aware of her book, The Top Regrets of the Dying. The number one regret that she highlights that she heard from the mouths of people on their deathbed was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, Mm. not the life others expected of me. And when I started, when I read that and I started to think about that, the big regret for me, I started asking myself the question, okay, I'm 46 years old. If I continue to live this way, by the time I'm 50, will I be moving closer to who I'm becoming or further or who I'm meant to become or further away? And I realized it was time for me to rewrite my script of success on my terms. And living life on someone else's terms was going to be my number one regret. You know, it's interesting you mentioned regret because that's one of the, I think, for for many people, that becomes the number one motivator. It's not what you're pursuing uh, in so much as to what it is you're running away from. And one of the things you run away from is this sense of regret that you get one day, you find out one day that you live the wrong life, right? Well, and, yeah, we play this game. I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, that's quite all right. Jump right in. This. That we get, we play this game, and believe me, I say this from a sense of of great empathy because I was playing the game of I'll be happy when mm-hmm. we play that so often. It's like this roulette that we play with ourselves. Like I'll be happy when I get that promotion, I get that title, I have the big house, I can, you know, my bank account, you know, has six figures in it or whatever it is, right? We play these games that ultimately are postponing our joy and our fulfillment. We're living this future that's never guaranteed, that's always uncertain, and kind of forfeiting the present and forfeiting really being, you know, in in our truth and, and being in our, you know, creating joy and creating a life that lights us up in every moment. And so many live that way, and that's the reason why they're unhappy. And, and they can't figure out, why am I in, I have everything that everybody else would imagine could be categorized as, as happy living, but deep down inside, there's something missing. I, I'm unhappy. And uh, that's sort of, I, I believe, why you went on this, soul, uh, this sabbatical, this soul sabbatical, to find out what, it was, what exactly was it that was still stirring your soul that was uncomfortable, that was not allowing you to, to find that, that measure of peace. And I want to talk about that. You took that leap of faith, right? Your corporate job, very cushy. You took the leap of faith. You decided, I need to pursue really what's inside of me. Wh- whose life am I going to live? But along the way, there had to be some benchmarks or some places that you said, okay, if I'm going to traffic traffic down this road, there are some things that I'm not going to negotiate on. They're going to become my non-negotiables. In other words, if I'm going to have success, these are the things that I'm not going to allow in my life. These are non-negotiables. If I'm going to have success, it's new pursuit. Can you think back to what those non-negotiables were? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess playing on the first thing we talked about, what I realized is Every single day had to be a day that felt successful, not success empty. Mm. So when I think about it in like a macro view, this is part of what I, this is, this is what I preach, my friend. Right? Preach it. <laughs> From a macro, right? From a <laughs> macro view, it is 
what does it mean to you, to me, to live successful? And that's rewriting the script of success on your terms, because it's asking the really challenging question, what inspires me? What fulfills me? And it's being willing to... You know, it's being willing to close the door and tune out the noise of all of these other people who are telling you what success looks like. And really, you know, take a beat, slow down, check in with your soul on what lights you up. Mm. What does fulfillment really mean for Shelly? What does it mean for Jay? What does it mean to the incredible souls who are listening to this conversation right now and i'll tell you this here's here's my little secret if it's if it's helpful for anybody i started with getting really clear on what my values are i realized that in you know subscribing to somebody else's dream and you know getting awarded and you know and and rewarded for that that i had really lost a sense of who i who i am at my core and at my essence and so some of the work I did when I became chief soul officer of my life and I walked out into this new existence of living soulbatical, I realized that my top three values are freedom, authenticity, and courage. Mm. And what I preach now and how I live every day, and in fact, this is, this is how my book is organized, it's organized around the four principles that mean the most to me. It's authenticity and my showing up every day in my truth and rebelling for who I am. Mm-hmm. It's courage. You know, am I rebelling for, you know, what I want, which is the courage to create the life that truly lights me up or lead in the way that lights me up? You know, am I rebelling for the impact that I want to have in the world? And that's my purpose. I'm on a mission to liberate a billion souls. And I scream that from the mountains because I know I can't do that on my own. It's you and me and so many other people who are going to make this courageous decision to live a life true to themselves. That's where, you know, that's where my non-negotiables start. You know, I appreciate what you said about Having a successful day as opposed to empty, uh, a success empty day. And I, I think for many people, the challenge is that they equate a successful, somebody else's successful day as to what their day should look like in order for them to be successful. And I know I fall prey to that. I'm guilty of that sometimes. I'll look at someone else's uh, activities and and I say, wow, that person, that's a successful day. I, I have to mimic that. And when I try to mimic somebody else's successful day, I fall short because it's not the day that I'm supposed to have in order for me to feel successful. So in pursuing somebody else's agenda for what a successful day looks like, I am being empty. Does that make sense? Totally. And that, that is exactly it. You summarized it beautifully. We And we get caught in that cycle, right? Because we get caught in the cycle of comparison. Mm. And here's the thing, like one of my principles is compassion over comparison. Mm. Compassion over comparison. And when I say compassion, the first aspect of compassion that I'm talking about is self-compassion. Let's stop beating ourselves up and let's start just showing ourselves like a modicum of love, you know, even if it's taking baby steps. And let's stop comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, because most of those people aren't even on the path that we want to be on. But we're pretending not to know 
what we really want to be doing and what really lights us up, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I appreciate you adding to that because I, I think mimicking and copying someone else's idea of a successful day can be cause for disaster for hours. Shelly, one of the things I want to talk about, and as before we go to the break, and, and we could pick it up after the break, but you talked about uh, rebelliousness and being a rebel. You know, the opposite of being a rebel is, is, is experiencing conformity. And I think a lot of people who experience conformity end up being unhappy. Uh, would you say that there's an element of truth that if you settle for conformity, you'll never find a rebellious side of you? A hundred percent. And here's, I, I want to add to that. The, what I talk about, and you heard me say it in one of my earlier answers, I'm an advocate for this epiphany that I had when I was writing the book. And the epiphany is this, every one of us, is a rebel on the inside. Mm -hmm. You may not identify with, you know, the whatever it was, you know, the James Dean, the motorcycle riders, whatever. Yes, I worked for Harley Davidson. And you could say, oh, Shelly falls in that bucket and she's those people. But it's not that. What I'm what I'm advocating for in everybody's life is to rebel for and you're rebelling for who you are, what you want and the impact that you want to have in the world. You're rebelling for a new ROI, which is ripples of impact or ripples of inspiration. We all have that rebelling for is this very expansive idea and very empowering idea that says authenticity is the truest form of rebellion. How much greater does it get to be true to yourself in a world that wants you to conform? That was brilliantly said, and that is a mic drop right there, Shelly. <laughs> That's a mic drop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and a great place for it. us to stop and go to break. When we come back after the break, I want you to help us identify, and when I say us, I mean me and, and the listeners, what are the identifiers that a person can uh, can find within themselves that harbor a rebellious soul. In other words, how does somebody say, yep, that's me. I, I identify myself as having a rebellious soul. Let's talk about that when we return after the break. How do you want your story to look and sound? Is there a book you want to write? A presentation you want to give? An online space to fill your thoughts and experiences? If you have the beginnings of an idea, I can help you develop it into a finished and publishable product. My name is Keith Mankin, and I'm a writer, editor, and creative consultant. Contact me today at keithmankin.com and let your voice and your words stand out from the crowd. Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.snyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270-823-2187 for a free consultation. Cumulus Media Dallas is hiring a business manager to oversee a four-person staff for their six VFW stations. The ideal candidate knows systems like Wide Orbit, Workplace, and Adaptive Planning Great Plains, has experience as a business manager, controller, or financial director, is proficient in all aspects of accounting and human resources, and has media experience. A candidate with a CPA license or an accounting degree is preferred, and candidate must be fully vaccinated by time of hire. Email resumes to dan.bennett at cumulus.com. That's dan.bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T, at cumulus.com. 
Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. 570 AM KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having a phenomenal conversation with Shelly Paxton here, the chief soul officer of sabbatical. We're going to pick up where we left off. Shelly, I had asked you to consider sharing with our audience, what are the identifiers that a person has internally that they can realize or recognize, hey, I do have a rebellious soul. What are those identifiers? Yeah, and Jay, I want to go back to what I said earlier, at the risk of repeating myself, we all have a rebellious soul, because we live in a world that tells us and we listen to media that shows us and that, you know, berates us if we don't look a certain way and own certain things and, you know, have certain titles and all of this. It was what you said earlier, like we live in a culture that is is pressuring us to conform to some sort of norm. And, and you know, I say it's trying to put us in a box. And mm-hmm. honestly, my whole rewrite your script of success is. Another way of saying, no one puts baby in a box. Mm-hmm. We don't. And I know that for, I know that's true for you. Mm-hmm. We're already connecting around that, right? So what it really, here, here, here's it, right? We all have a rebellious soul. We all have a truth, an essence, a deep desire that wants to be expressed. Maybe we're expressing it in some ways. Maybe we're compartmentalizing it because we're afraid to bring our truth and our whole self into our leadership, into our company, into our work. And so when I say, you know, rebel for what I'm inviting you to do is rebel for who you are, what you want and the impact you want to have. And, you know, the only way to do that, and it's this simple and this hard is for us to slow down and sit still and listen deeply. Mm hmm. And in a culture that is addicted to busyness, Mm -hmm. where busyness is worn as a badge of honor, this can be the hardest thing to do. I know it was. It was the very first lesson I learned when I started on my sabbatical journey. So I invite everyone to slow down and check in with your soul. And I promise you it's going to speak about what it wants to rebel for. And there's something to be said about quiet moments. And I think quiet moments, personal, individual quiet moments, uh, where you just cut out and shut out the clutter, um, that's something that I, I know most people don't practice, but that's where you find answers that you're seeking because they're always within, they're not outside of you. But oftentimes people don't take time to have those quiet moments, so they do seek 
answers externally as opposed to internally where the answers are always found. Isn't that true? It's so true. And we don't listen. I mean, listen, our soul is trying to get our attention Mm -hmm. at all times. That's right. Mine came through my body breaking down multiple times. As I talk about it in the book, mine came through the nightmare that I touched on early in our conversation. It will wake you up. First it whispers and then it shouts and then it whacks you with a two by four. Right. And I've been whacked with multiple (laughs) two by fours that are like, listen, we are sending you this message, right? And so, yeah, I invite everyone to listen, even if it's carving out 10 minutes. Listen, I'm not advocating for wearing white flowing robes and sitting on a mountaintop for three hours a day. I live a modern busy, you know, I live a modern, I won't use the word busy, but a modern full life as well. And I take 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes if I'm lucky, yes. to slow down yes. and check in. And here, here's a very practical tip for everyone listening. I write permission slips to myself in the morning. So I happen to be obsessed with the color orange. I have a stack of orange permission slips or orange uh, post-it notes that are sitting in front of me right now, I use them as permission slips. So when I check in in the morning in that 10-minute time frame and I slow down, I get quiet, devices are away, and I give myself that moment and just see what what comes up, mm-hmm. what I hear, I ask myself this simple question. What do I need to do, not do, or, or what do I need to let myself do, not do, or feel today in order to show up as my most powerful, badass self. It might be one thing. It might be many things. It might be an acknowledgement that I'm actually really tired today and I've probably overbooked myself and I need to say no to some of the things I maybe said a misaligned yes to, whatever it is for you. But I find that a beautiful way to start my day. Yeah, that's amazing because that's similar to what I do, except I don't have orange. <laughs> oh man, you're missing. I know, that. I know. I got to maybe I'll get some orange stickies. <laughs> hey, it's working for you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I agree with you that those first 10, 15, 20 minutes in the morning are so critical in order to quiet your mind and and seek those uh, seek for the answers and the solutions to your challenges. They'll always make themselves available at the right time. But you mentioned permission, and it's interesting because yeah. I, I wanted to talk about that. I believe that's an area that most people uh, fall short. So what have you found are the areas that most people do not grant themselves permission in? Well, the number one is the thing we were just talking about is the permission to slow down, sit still and take a break. Right. Mm -hmm. All of those things I have found in my coaching work, in conversations, in, you know, some of the most beautiful love notes and feedback I've gotten from people who have read the book. It's like we we push and push and push to points of exhaustion, burnout, mental health issues until we very literally break down. And part of my mission and in, in this Rebel Leaders Manifesto that I've written is this idea of like, what if we flip the time off script? I mean, particularly here in the U.S., we live in a world that says, well, time off is, you know, a payoff for hard work. And it often goes unused because we guilt you or we shame you if you say you're going to take that week of holiday or that long weekend or, God forbid, the two weeks, Right. 
But I want to live in a world where time off, whether it's in a day, it's creating space between meetings, it's creating spaciousness in your week, it's taking two weeks off, that that becomes a prerequisite for powerful work, creative work, innovative work. I mean, we're human beings, not human doings. Mm -hmm. How can we be human beings if we're being treated like machines and we don't have that downtime? So rest and recovery, I mean, hell, it works for elite athletes. It should be working for us in our day-to-day lives. You know, a rest day is a training day, is a good friend of mine says. So I think, you know, I would love to see more of us not only giving ourselves permission, but as leaders, let's start to shift culture in our companies and, you know, in the world at large around how we think about time off, how we think about slowing down, how we think about creating breaks so we can rejuvenate ourselves and bring that inspiration back into our work and our lives, you know, as a whole. Now, I agree with everything you just said, and, and it's funny because as, as you were talking about permission um, to slow down, I think a lot of people don't give themselves permission to have fun. I think they don't give themselves permission <laughs> to do something wild. Everything's got to be sort of uh, on a conservative side, and I there there is something to be said about cautiousness, but I think over-cautiousness steals the, the, the joy, spontaneity, and I think sometimes it's okay to give yourself permission to do something unplanned, something out of character. Right. Something that other. Yeah. Isn't that true? I mean, if we're going to talk about conformity again, you know, so many people will only act in ways that they that they know other people expect them to act. And they live their lives uh, sort of on that highway. And I tell people, give yourself permission to go to another highway. (laughs) Go to Trenton. Right. I mean. If the path before you is clear, you're on someone else's path. Right, That, right. that is not, that's, I I'm, I'm, can't uh, remember who to attribute that to, but it's such a powerful quote. It might be Joseph Campbell. It is so true. So really, like, if the path before you is easy and it's crowded and there are a lot of other people on that path, maybe pause for a second and think, whose path am I walking? Mm-hmm. Because blazing trails and, like, bushwhacking your own trail, yeah, it takes work. And it's the most rewarding work in the world that I know. Well, I, I tell you, I think that you and I, again, as I mentioned earlier in that break, we are resonating on the same frequency on this show. And I think so many more right now are as well. But in our last two minutes, we've talked a lot about, well, we've referenced a lot about uh, the book Soulbatical. Why do you think that your book has been your breakthrough book? Why do you think has resonated with so many people? Yeah, honestly, this is, it's so fascinating. My book came out in January of 2020, exactly eight weeks Mm -hmm. before COVID hit Mm -hmm. in the U.S. in a big way. And at first I was devastated. And then I realized that this was a gift, right? There are no coincidences. That's right. That COVID came as a reminder that life is always uncertain. It is always unpredictable. We never had the control that we sometimes delude ourselves to thinking we had. Nothing's guaranteed. So this past 16 plus months has been really the great awakening with so many of us being impacted in different ways and all of us getting super clear about what really matters most getting super clear about the terms on which we want to live our lives. 
And so here we are. That's the recipe for sabbatical. That's exactly what I talk about in terms of rewriting our script of success. So I think COVID, for all of the tragedy and the loss, also woke so many people up out of that slumber that you talked about earlier from being asleep at the wheel of our own lives and said, are you ready to take control? How do you want things to be different going forward? And here we are. Sabbatical is a beautiful roadmap to do that. It's how I'm living and I hope it inspires others. Well, your book is a big hit. It's a bestseller. And you continually are asked to appear on many shows for obvious good reasons. I'm grateful that you took time to be on our show today. Uh, We're going to put up all of your information at our show website so that people can track you down. They can call you and reach out to you for any further engagement. Also, most importantly, to pick up your book and have that book change the way they think. And if there's a rebel inside of them, which there's a rebel inside of everyone, I think that book's going to help them learn how to unleash it. Shelly Paxton, we appreciate you being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show so much. And can you promise us that you'll be back in the future with new projects that you may have and you may want to share with us. Absolutely. I'm about to start book number two. So we'll Woo. have a conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, you always have an open mic here to share any of the goodness that you're bringing to the world. We appreciate being on the show. Thank you, Jay. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. My recent guest, Lance Taylor and the Taylor team, is sponsoring the second annual charity golf tournament, and they're partnering up with Thanksgiving Heroes to feed families a Thanksgiving meal. This charity golf tournament is happening Tuesday, September 14th at the Canyon Creek Country Club. Make sure you register at bit.ly forward slash Taylor team dash golf. B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Taylor team dash golf. Are your selling skills lacking? Could you sell more? If so, then on September 24th in Fort Worth, you need to attend the next tour stop of Jay Mamie's Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop to develop the higher selling skills you need to succeed. This is a free three-hour workshop with a networking lunch thereafter. So if getting better is important to you, then plan on attending. Visit survivetothriveguide.com slash events for more details. That's survivetothriveguide.com slash events. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I went to my dentist, and my dentist goes, oh, your gums are so good now. And I said, well, I'm taking this stuff called Balance of Nature. And she pulls out a bottle. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you want some? And they were all hooked on it. it it's, it's really good. I have cut down on supplements so much. Uh, with this because it's giving me a balance and I can tell it and I can really definitely see a difference in energy stamina and I'm sure that if that's doing better the inside of me is doing better get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home right now balance of nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code dallas news and information klif welcome back to thrive time with jay mamie Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In the station with me today, our next guest is really someone that I have gotten to know recently and so impressed by the work that she's doing that I have called her, entitled her, and crowned her the crusade, the credit crusader. (laughs) (laughs) 
So in the studio, Brittany Green is not only the founder and CEO of Crown Financial, but she's a multiple author and most recently the author of A to Z Credit. She's been featured on Yahoo Finance, on a lot of different programs, on, on online and many different podcasts and radio shows. They've, they've sought her out for the work that she's doing in bringing financial literacy and credit literacy to the marketplace. And I think that's something that is so important. If you're going to thrive in life, you you can't thrive if you've got bad credit, right, Brittany? Right. Uh, so we're going to have her on the show today. We have her on the show today to talk about that specifically and everything else that she's got going to help people. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Brittany, before we dive into all the good things that you've got going on, I'd like to know a little bit more about yours. You have an interesting story. Yes. Let's share that with our listeners. Yeah, so um, I actually went to college. Um, I'm actually from Detroit, Michigan, but I was raised in Florida. I went to St. Leo University, and it was at that time my mission to get my degrees, make myself as marketable as possible, and then climb my way up the corporate ladder. Um, Back in 2017, I was actually denied for a promotion um, due to my credit, which is what actually started my journey. So that was like a gut punch for Mm. me. Um, Just simply because at that time I was, you know, I did everything that my mom told me to do. Make sure you had your degrees, look as marketable as possible, do your internships, get to know as many people, you know, as you can possibly get to know in order to get there. And that was the one thing that held me back. And that was one thing that we didn't learn about in college or in high school or even in, you know, at home. So I made it my mission to get my own credit together. At that point, it was for the second time. I did a little dabble in college but you know at that point it was okay this is serious we have to actually you know get it together this time around um so that I could move up the ranks and because I realized the lack of education that I had I started doing research to figure out who else had that same lack of education and it blew my mind how many people you know were you know didn't have exactly what they needed in order to get to the next level for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I made it my mission to start educating and I fell in love it, love with it. So long story short, got fired in 2018 and this became my main business because at that point I had to rebuild my credit for the third time. And in that space, I had to be vulnerable with people. And I said, okay, from here, I'm going to take you guys along on this journey with me. And now I took them on that journey and now I help people along their journey now. You know, something, there's something to be said about the things that happen to us oftentimes happen to us for a reason that we don't understand at that time. Right. Right. When you lost that job in 2018, you, mm-hmm. you were wondering, now I went to school, did everything right. Here mm-hmm. I've got a good job and all of a sudden now I don't have one. Right. And you probably were uh, upset, annoyed. Yes. And the last thing Ooh. on your mind was thinking about where <laughs> this can go in a positive yes, way. Yes, exactly. Right? That was actually the, the very biggest thing on my mind. Yeah. So what inspired you to launch Crown Financial and this mission of financial and credit literacy? Um, It had to be my own struggles and understanding that there were so many people like me and that I could make a difference Mm. by showing them what it was that I did Mm -hmm. um, and giving them that education. So I looked for the gaps in the market and there's tons of credit repair companies like you can see you look up credit repair companies you're going to see probably thousands that's right of you know credit repair companies but i strive to figure out okay well what's missing mm-hmm. and the biggest thing was education mm-hmm. so i strive to create a company that's surrounded about um by education to where i could help people you know with that, fill that gap you know one thing I, I can actually give as a testimony is i've read your book a to z credit i've read mm-hmm. your book and you're right there there is no shortage of credit companies out there credit repair mm-hmm. specialists and so on and so forth but they're very transactional they're not transformational mm-hmm. and, and unless you until you understand how the whole thing works right you fall back into bad credit again mm-hmm. isn't that true 
It's so true. I watch it all the time. When I first started in the industry, I was doing it for people. And the major thing was they would get um, back into that same situation. And I said, wait a minute, that's not right. So, But it wasn't until I created the A to Z credit uh, masterclass and book that people really started to get the results, maintain the results, and then thrive right after that. So the education definitely makes a difference. And your book, um, again, A to Z, it's it's probably one of the best books I've written, if not the best books, that, I'm sorry, that I've read rather, mm-hmm. that is so crystal clear. Now, my background, I'm 30 years in financial services. I have a mm-hmm. company and I've been doing financial services for 30 years. So I understand the importance of credit, but I also understand the importance of educating people. Mm-hmm. And, and kudos to you for writing that book. Thank it is so well much. written. Thank very you. well written. Very well written. So let me ask you this. I want to talk about mindset. Before we yes. dive Dive into tactical, technical strategies mm-hmm. of credit repair and, and and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what you're taught unless you start to change the way you think about your behaviors and what you're going to do next. So you have to have the proper mindset, even if it's for something like credit restoration. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, your observation, how important is mindset before you start Super. doing anything? Super. I won't teach a strategy until we start talking about mindset. Mm. And I know your goals and where you're looking to go because a lot of things happen around emotion. Like mm. money is an energy. So what the way you put it out there is the way that it's going to come back out, you know, come That's back right. to you. So I stress the, the area of mindset first because there are so many things that can happen in life. As soon as you start fixing your credit, someone gets ill, someone gets pregnant, you lose a job. In my case, I lost a job and, you know, college and life happened or you don't have enough money. So it's like I know that life happens. You got to be able to overpower that with mindset. So it's super crucial. Having the opportunity to have written 10 books, here's what I know. Writing a book is not easy. You've written mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. right? And the books you write are, are technical, right? Yes. And that's a, that's a very difficult task to write a book that's mm-hmm. that's technical. What inspired you to write even A to Z? Because it is well-written, people can understand it, but it is technical. What inspired mm-hmm. you to take the time to do that? My experience, um, and to be honest, at that time I was homeless. Mm. I was homeless. I was kind of going from couch to couch. I was, you know, at that point living with my boyfriend at the time just because I didn't have it. And I said, well, I have to do something to get out of this situation and I have to show others how I'm getting out of this situation. And I really just use my own experiences to make it happen. Well, I appreciate you writing that book. Thank you. Okay, And the other ones, which we're going to talk about the other projects mm-hmm. you have in a minute, too. But in your experience and in your observations thus far, where do you find that most people mm-hmm. fall into the debt and poor credit trap. In other words, what are the demographics in our population that are most susceptible to poor credit and and having a Mm -hmm. challenge of understanding how important credit is? Uh, People of color. Let's just be honest. Um, And it's more so because the system and certain systems are not meant to protect people of color. And and most of us don't learn about it in our homes. Like Mm -hmm. I see a lot of other um, ethnicities that they have you know, generational wealth, generational businesses and things like that. But it all comes down to the education that they've learned. Mm -hmm. Um, Us is more so just people of color don't really have that as a, you know, a norm in their home. It's becoming a norm, which is amazing. But that's really the area that struggles the most. And we're falling into that trap of, oh, okay, drinking and uh, going out to the clubs and, you know, spending all this money, having a terrible discipline, you know, falling into a lot Mm -hmm. of these traps. That's what holds us back. 
That in that mindset, mindset education and falling into the traps of lack of discipline. You know, I, I couldn't agree more because I, I'm Hispanic. Right? I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up in Spanish Harlem in the barrio in, in New York. And one of the things that I noticed growing up was the the culture was pretty much predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, very few people understood about money. Right. Most people, the the idea of money was how much do I have by Friday afternoon so I can go for the weekend, right? Right. <laughs> they didn't, there was no planning past the right. weekend. <laughs> right. And we grew up in that. And, and, and it's funny because I didn't learn about it in high school, mm-hmm. didn't learn about it in college. It wasn't until I got involved in financial services that I began to understand this whole uh, financial literacy mm-hmm. and, and the importance of credit. Because in my culture, it just wasn't taught either. Right. You know, so I do appreciate what you're doing to help folks in our community as well. But I want to ask another couple of questions here because there's some things that I know that are important for people to understand. And credit karma, we often hear about credit karma, Mm -hmm. right? And people go there to get their credit check and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. Is credit karma, in your opinion, a reputable source? I think so. Um, And and it takes understanding FICO versus Vantage. I'll just put it like that. Mm -hmm. The um, credit karma model looks at the Vantage model. So it's a little bit different. And that's only what 10% of lenders look at. They'll look at the Vantage versus 90% look at FICO. So a lot of people will automatically say, oh, Credit Karma isn't accurate just because it's different. No, both scores matter because over time you're going to see it become equal where they're looking at FICO and Vantage. So you want to learn how to balance and and look at both. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, get a free account with Experian.com so you can track your FICO score and have your Credit Karma so you can look at your Vantage. I didn't know that. You know, I, I, I didn't know that. And it's funny because I'm glad that the that, that this question popped in my mind because I've always thought that Credit Karma was not a good, not a, a not a, not mm-hmm. that it's a bad source, mm-hmm. but not an accurate source. So right. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And I'm sure a lot of folks are now appreciative of the same of the same information they've learned. But is the credit industry more score based or is it behavior based? Um, it used to be score based. Now it's behavioral based. So meaning it's easy to get to a 750 now, but they want to see, and that's because of it being so easy to get to a 750. They want to see, okay, what are your monthly behaviors? We see that you got here quickly, but do you always pay on time? Do you carry a high utilization? Um, are, are your accounts that you have that are new? Are you, you know, keeping large balances on there? They look at that. So what are you doing on a month to month basis? So it is more behavioral based. You know, it's interesting you say that because there's so many times I've spoken to clients who come to me uh, who are buying a home or they're doing something financially and they're very upset because they say, well, I've got great credit score. My scores are high, but I didn't get approved. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an answer for that because I, I don't study the, the credit world as, as you do. But it makes a lot of sense that it's not just number based, it's behavior based. Yes. And those creditors want to make sure that you have good behaviors, right? Right. And you have good discipline. So I appreciate yes. that. Where is a good place for people to start um, looking or, or when they want to fix their credit? How do they begin doing that? The first thing is getting over that fear that it's going to take forever. Mm. Right. I do free consultations where I do a, a review with you on your file just to make sure that you know and understand your file. A lot of people will look at it and say, oh, it's just crazy. It's bad. It's going to take forever. And it, sometimes it only takes about six months. Right. So getting over that fear and actually getting on to look at your report, the easiest site to look at, not even looking at the score, but to understand your score is Credit Karma. So get on there. Take a look. Look at the colors. See what these colors mean. Green, red, yellow, gray. And once you can see, you know, un- look at your report and understand your report, you'll know, oh, OK, this isn't that bad. One of the questions people always uh, ask me is when I let them know, hey, you, you've got to work on your credit, mm-hmm. right? Um, they ask, well, how long is it going to take? 
in your opinion, what you've done and the work that you've had done mm-hmm. with clients, how long does it take for someone realistically to get their credit score uh, higher or, mm-hmm. or just better? Right. So you'll typically start seeing results within the first 45 to 90 days um, as long as you're doing the work. But it typically doesn't take a, a super long time. Six months of good history puts you in a better position than no history at all. Right. So the first step is starting. It depends for everyone. But I say a good take it six months at a time, six months of good behaviors. Mm. OK, do it again mm-hmm. and do it again and rinse and repeat. So it you'll start seeing results pretty quickly. First 45 to 90 days, as long as you're putting in the work. But it's going to take that consistency over time to create those behaviors. But six months at a time. In our last minute here, you you've mentioned good behaviors a couple of times. So I can almost hear my listeners thinking, all right, but what does that mean? What's a good behavior? Mm-hmm. The best one that I can say is pay on time every time and communicate with your creditors when you can't. They oftentimes have programs in place to help you by reducing the amount or pushing the payments out so that you keep uh, late payments away. And then lastly, Keeping your utilization low. Don't carry huge balances. Mm. Keep it as low as possible. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because in your book, real quick, I mentioned that you give a chart where some of these uh, uh, credit card companies, some of these mm-hmm. banks, I won't name them here, but they will, uh, they'll more than they'll be more than happy to take your minimum payment mm-hmm. because the longer you continue to pay that minimum, they've got mm-hmm. you on the hook for many, right. many years of interest. Right. Right. So would that be a good behavior to pay those those uh, those balances down as quickly as you can? As quickly as you can. Yes. Okay. Brittany, we appreciate you being on the show. This is a this yes. is a uh, just tremendous segment of value and knowledge to help people thrive in this very important area of credit. And we're going to put your information up on our website so people can track you down yes. and make sure they do, folks. This is very, very important. That's why uh, Brittany's on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Folks, this wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive Minded Contact on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We will see you next Sunday for your next hour of Thrive Time.